This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's morning, but I'll be mute with something over there. As Red Steve, we're not on mute, Andy, so we can still do it. We can say whatever we want um, and nobody pays attention, so it's, it's, it's all grand. Uh, good evening. Welcome along to the forum. I, of course, I am your host, Phil Casey. Uh, I'm, I'm celebrating the start of the real football season as the NFL kicks into gear this weekend. Tonight the show, we're going to be dealing with the four topics as ever. Um, and I'm going to be looking at something that I don't look at too often, which is the Liverpool-Nike deal. Uh, you, you'll, you'll all be happy to hear about that. Uh, after, following that, Andy is going to be dealing with social media. And after that, then Pete, if he turns up, we'll be talking something about TV coverage. It's the bizarrest topic ever, to be totally honest with you. I have no idea what he's on about, so hopefully he'll turn up in time to, to discuss it. <laughs> and then finally, we'll, um, we'll, we'll finally look, Ray, Ray Ron Dicko Dickinson is going to be on talking about Kieran to get into Anfield and all the Moni people who are moaning oh, about Kieran to get into Anfield, right? Um, and to be fair, uh, let's be honest about it, Andy will be not moaning about it because Andy is an FSG man. So without further ado, let me introduce you to the guests. You've heard me all mention their names. I may as well bring them up on screen. There we are uh, in the box beside me to the left-hand <laughs> side, of course. is uh, Which way does this work now? It's like you're going over the... Oh, it's the opposite of the way it was. There's Andy up there and there's Raymond down there. And you'll see Pete just over there. He's just Pete's lights aren't working at the moment, so he'll be he'll be on soon. Phil, uh, just uh, just Red Steve says we weren't on mute, so we can do the singing in the intro. We can do the singing. Oh, the la- yeah. you'll be delighted now. All our friends and and people are out there. It's uh, you you can we'll be able to do the singing for you in future. And the, director, Andy's, Andy's the director isn't on mute either, so we can hear his TV too. We can hear you. When, when the director comes off mute, you'll be able to hear him watching Coronation Street because he's not an EastEnders man at all. Um, this, of course, I just want to say hello to everyone along. We see us all in the in the in the in the chats, and it's great to have us on the chats. We're paying attention to your comments as we go along. And um, says, or Alison, 
whoever you are, the pictures certainly don't help people with epilepsy. Um, well, that's unfortunate. Right, mm-hmm. so on to the first topic. It is, of course, is the Nike and the LFC football deal. Um, and on, on, this, on the week that the season starts where we announced uh, a new sponsorship with Sonos Speakers, which I was using earlier on to have a bit of team music going on for the lads, I said, it's, it's time to go back. Looking at a PSG and looking at the, the messy deal and looking at all the type of stuff, let's have a look at this deal because it was revolutionary. It should generate lots of money for us. Everyone's moaning we don't have money to spend on transfers and Mbappes and all these type of people. And yes, you look at it and the, t- the people who have exploited a kit deal the best so far are PSG. As much as we look at these lads in, 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 that are running the, the PSG sort of money wagon, they have done, they've, they've gotten the Air Jordan thing on board. They have so many celebrity fans. They've had so many celebrities wear the gear. They've done collabs with, with a load of different French designers. They've been appeared on um, Paris Fashion Week and they've done everything with it. And it's brought me back to think, Outside of LeBron in a Liverpool kit, who has pushed the Liverpool gear outside of what we see, we as Liverpool fans see, on the Liverpool feeds? Right, lads, this is what I want to know. And could the club, could the club be maximising this deal a lot more intelligently in terms of using the celebrity power that they said they were going, that Nike said they were going to use in winning that in the courtroom when they were winning this deal. So Andy, and this is not to say that this is, I'm not getting at Nike. I think actually, and the reason I brought this up is I actually looked at Klopp's gear at the weekend and I thought some of this outside of the joint swoosh that's on the back of the gym. I was there going, this is some of the best looking coaching kit, training kit, um, and leisure wear that they brought out in a long time. So this, this is what's led me to bring it in and just throw something different out to open up this week's topics as opposed to just focusing exclusively on transfers and football. So Andy, could could we be doing better merchandising this and turning this into this the idea of a global brand that Liverpool isn't just a football team, it becomes a global sports brand as such? Yeah, you would have thought when they were trying to trademark the Liverpool board that that was the angle they were going with, that all of a sudden we we're going to see the Liverpool board being a, a real emblem of the, the brand, the Nike brand. And it hasn't really panned out that way. PSG, you're dead right, they're the only club to have different gear. Everybody mm-hmm. else's gear is kind of uh, the same design, but with a different color scheme. Some of their gear is brilliant. Uh, the the colors flashing across and and how how different they change up in a way kit with with Air Jordan and everything else. But look, we won't know. Um, we won't really know what sort of money this stuff is bringing in until we see kind of the full year of these accounts when we're through COVID and everything else. I I would imagine. Liverpool kind of markets itself to a certain extent, whereas PSG, although it's Paris, they wouldn't have the same level of support around the world. So maybe it's just a different strategy. Um, like that, we won't really know till a couple of years into this deal. But um, no, I totally get what you're saying. What PSG are doing looks totally different. It looks it looks slicker, and you be it's one of the clubs that you would be tempted to buy a bit of gear off and, and go around and it looks well. But um, I think Liverpool are doing a pretty good job so far. You know, okay, I, 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 I want to I take your point, Danny, because th- this is this is where I, 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 did, I slightly disagree with you because PSG in the last three years have become recognised as a global footballing brand. 
Okay, the the, the idea of the PSG logo, Gavin O in the bracket. Will you throw up just just this 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 type of stuff here, where we have Kylian Mbappe wearing what is the Air Jordan logo stuff from um from a PSG kit, right? Completely mm. different to what you're seeing out there, and 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 it breaks the boundaries between say football jersey and something that you see, um, musicians. You're seeing celebrities wearing uh, just just randomly, whether it's in a crowd or not. They've gone out and they've they've gone to attract big names into their ground to get them wearing this type of merchandise. So it, without having to pay, you know what's what's the, what do they call those people who are on Instagram, those influencers or whatever it is, without having to pay these guys, they basically are getting that brand that's out there, and straight away people are instantly recognizing that this is PSG. This is who they are, and it's it, like you say. People already know the Liverpool brand. We know it because we're fans. Anyone that's a football fan knows it. But this is breaking the idea of football. Like if you think about it, basketball before Jordan arrives is very much a niche sport. And after Jordan arrives, it becomes a fashion brand. It's a sports brand that's mm-hmm. there. Um, Gav, just throw up the. I, I just want to give you an idea of some of the clubs. Will you throw up the um, the 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 vest? The, the the types of the, the types of the stuff that's there the, the basketball je- the the basketball vest there for for Paris that are that they're lashing out in terms of the brand that we have and um, when you get a chance and it's just something I'm saying to myself right this type of stuff here do you see this Paris twenty three and Bappe mm. twenty three right surely with the guys we have like Salah and that you know that global presence already for these guys being able to yeah. do this type of crossover will be huge no right yeah I mean <clears throat> look it's what are we we're in the is it the second year now I'm losing track of this? Is it the second yeah. year of the, of the deal? It's a five-year deal. Um, who knows what the kind of what the plan is in terms of those five years? Maybe they've decided that for the first couple of years that they'll kind of ease their way into a more kind of traditional approach. Later on in the cycle, they'll introduce some of these types of things to try and kind of, um, you know, hopefully start um i mean my my <laughs> you say about promoting the, the kit i mean the thing that i found quite funny when i bought my first nike kit last season i went with the allison uh black black jersey and then quickly found that zenith st petersburg were promoting the kit because they had exactly the same goalkeeper kit for themselves <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> so that was a nice little bit of promotion out there in russia but um but in but in all seriousness i mean it be it, will will we ever get to know what the detail is behind the actual contract that was signed? You know, was this was this a sales pitch by Nike at the time to win to win that deal to say that these are the you know when they were up there and they were saying this is how we can grow your brand, this is how we can you know there's obviously the the percentage I think is twenty percent of sales, so this is this this is how we will grow your brand, and this was this this is how we will translate this into actual you know, pounds at the end of the day by bringing in these kind of, you know, famous sports stars to grow the Liverpool, the LFC brand. Um, But was there actual, be interesting and I say we'll probably never find out, was there any actual commitment in that contract Mm. to say that, you know, uh, a Serena Williams or a LeBron will actually do that for them? You know, was this just... Was this just a suggestion? I, I would, I would imagine it probably was a, a bit of a sales trick to get to kind of to get some people thinking. Well, actually, if if we can if we can go along the same lines of what they've said as you know using PSG potentially as some kind of case study or whatever, is this but that's it? 
just, is this is this is this something that we we can we can sort of um jump on the bandwagon with and and maybe maybe they will but but look we're only in year two so i guess it's a little bit too early to judge okay the reason why I, this this jumped out at me it's, it's not so much me bashing the nike deal i think the nike deal is brilliant right but i think it needs to be exploited to really maximize the value and i think the club needs to drive they can drive a true nike but if you think about it the the idea here is that we get a bigger percentage of whatever the merchandise and the kits that we sell globally right so it's in our interest to really be driving that and into the markets that we aren't necessarily a premium sport so the american market is, mm. is, is the obvious example it's not so much about saying are we going like, I, I see people saying oh psg are a crap club and psg are this and that but what they're doing is they're creating a brand awareness which goes past the sport itself and just becomes a fashion mm. brand <clears throat> somebody men- mentioned the air max collection which looks great in terms of what's there but that was it we saw a couple of pictures on 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 twitter we saw a couple of pictures on instagram that the club shop put out you don't see a Drake wearing the gear in a gig or in a, or in a video, you don't see people just sporting this gear, you know, in 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 the type of stuff that's going on. And and the big selling point in this was that exact thing that you said, Ray. The big thing that won over the judge in this case was that Nike had this star power that New Balance couldn't bring to the deal and could never match. And that's why the Nike deal couldn't be bettered by New Balance, and New Balance couldn't execute their part of their contract. So, you know, I just think we've made such such a big leap forward that it's an awful shame to waste this opportunity. Sorry, Andy. I just that's. I, just I think, think that um, I think that celebrity reach though was a counter argument to a point that New Balance made in the um in the card case. Nike's whole thing was built around the spaces that they could get the Liverpool brand into. Because if you remember when Liverpool departed from Adidas, um, Adidas were pushing Real Madrid, um. I can't remember at the time, but probably Chelsea and other clubs all over Asia, and Liverpool couldn't get their couldn't get their uh, brand into airports and in China and all over the place, and that was one of the one of the the downfalls where they match up with Nike, they can do all that for them no problem. And look, as Ray says, you won't know the finer details of what was agreed and the strategy and approach that they went with. But it's it's totally different. Like Liverpool are 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 Nike's uh, flagship club now in the Premier League, and they're just replacing you know the space that Man United filled for such a long time. It probably doesn't require this sort of effort with PSG, and it's going to devalue PSG's product if Nike are doing that across all our football clubs. So the strategy is going to be different, isn't it? Really, and if you do see some of the gear that they're bringing out, like that baseball type of jersey. They are trying different things. And mm. look, I don't know who was wearing it, but I have seen it being worn by celebs on, on different platforms. Um, one, th- one design that they're, Liverpool are exclusively using is that one that kind of looks uh, a bit like Louis Vuitton. It's like the, the Shankly Gates in, embroidered into the background. And that sort but, of stuff is is kind of our thing and, and not, not others. So um, look, as I said, time will tell whether they're maximising their this sort of thing where we're going to be um, pushing to get 20% or whatever it is of, of uh, the net profits. Like if the contract is being fulfilled as agreed, then that's for, that's for the club to kind of fight, isn't it? Just on, just on the actual bits though. I mean, you know, I think it's fair to say that the, the new 
you know, the new home kit looks looks pretty decent. And on television. Yeah. And by all accounts, um what I've heard is the so the away kit, the sort of the cream kit that's already out is is in terms of its sales are running at the levels that you would normally associate with a home kit. So that's that's been a, an absolute you know, rip roar and success. And um, mm. the third kit, which is due out in a few weeks, is is a sort of more traditional kind of yellow kit. Now, you know, again, conversations I've had, they're not expecting that yellow kit to sell anywhere close to as well. Yellow apparently, you know, it doesn't sell. It's it's just not kind of as fashionable to go out there and wear in the street or down the pub or whatever. So they're not they're not expecting huge things out of that third kit, but. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I was a little bit, un- yeah, a little bit underwhelmed by um, last season's uh, selection of kits. Um, I-, I-, I do like what I've seen so far this season. Are we about to get beat? He seems to have. I don't know. It's, 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 it was, it- he must have been able to find his key for his uh, hotel room. <laughs> I <laughs> just hasn't found the you know, light. You know, when you, come in, you know when you come into a hotel room locked and you open the door and you can't find the slot to put the king in and you just end up peeing in the bath. Like, do you know what I mean? Because you can't, you can't find the lights for the toilet. That's where Pete is the moment. So Pete, when you, when you find the place to put your card in, you can, you're welcome to join us. Can I just ask Ray on this, right? Um, I don't labour too. I, I just think it's it, it's. I just don't hope we don't miss an opportunity. Gav, you don't have any of those pictures of the of the 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 stuff that Andy was talking about in terms of the the the, the background decoration that's on the Nike gear, and the the black j- uh, jacket that Klopp was wearing at the thing. The one thing I did notice is that we have some type of specialist brand or collaboration with forty seven the baseball hat makers, um, and mm. that's why Klopp is wearing all those different types of baseball hats. Now, oh. I tell you one thing, they're not cheap. I think there's something like thirty five sterling or forty two sterling for one of the hats that are that are going on. Um, in the club and then if you throw on the extra vat that you're going to have to pay if you're in the EU it's a uh, you won't be buying much out of the club shop I'll tell you that unless they open an EU shop because there's there's not a hope in hell that they're going to struggle to sell that stuff into into the Europe with, with the extra vat that's going on but um, outside of that coming back to ourselves right in terms of if you could pick one celebrity to endorse us to really give us that global reach because like with the, with the PSG thing is going to explode more with Messi gone there selling jerseys mm. Neymar selling jerseys you've got Mbappe selling jerseys like it's just going to explode in terms of a brand and it's like an unstoppable train it's uh, the one thing I'd say about PSG your man who owns them is on the FFP is is the chief executive of the FFP board in UEFA so if, if anybody thinks that they're ever going to get done for FFP there's not a hope that's going to happen um, uh, but I'd say now your man who owns City is just sitting there going how the fuck did your man do that at, at Paris Saint-Germain like how is this going on they're just getting away with everything that's going on it's just it's, it's outrageous but you just have this this battle they're talking about um, the, I think City are trying to push Puma to, to st- sell more kits or whatever it is by the way the point I want to get back to is LeBron is LeBron a potential blocker for us being able to use the Air Jordan stuff? Because in my head, when we signed the Nike deal, I thought the the, the most perfect collaboration was Air Jordan because the traditional colors of, of the Air Jordan stuff is red, white, and black, right? And you look at all the kits that we've been doing lately, the, there's a, some combination of red, white, and black through the kits, be it New Balance or, or the Nike kits that came out. Um, and you look at this here, uh, the, the, the one of the jackets that we, we've shown up in terms of, now I don't know about that red swoosh at the back, but I love that. I love the purity that's that's in there. You could see that now on MTV or whatever the kids watch these days. What do they watch these days, Andy? You're down with the kids. What do, what do they watch? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. No idea, but yeah, I get the point. 
It's um I'll give you I'll give you a bit of I'll give you a bit of advice. Get yourself down to um the club shop next May and pick pick up one of those for fifteen quid. <laughs> <laughs> I remember picking up uh, something as uh, as ridiculous. You might remember, Ray, when we went to the new camp and we well I can't remember where you and Mick you and Mick went to kind of the gods, didn't you? So where the Liverpool fans yeah. were yeah. And me and uh, Darren, wasn't it, went to behind the goal in the, the Barcelona Cup. section, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we went into the Barca Cup and um, I had to buy some Barca gear and I, <laughs> I bought the most loud, ridiculous uh, Barca Nike jacket that was a bit like that. I don't really remember what it was. <laughs> it was like practically what? a big loud. Fluorescent uh, yellow, was it? No, not fluorescent yellow. It was like fluorescent kind of, uh, you know, the... The red colour that goes through their jersey, except it was like ridiculous fluorescent sort of. And uh, yeah, I sat there wearing that thing. So that kind of just reminds me of the toy gear that Nike bring out. It's always that bit louder. It is. And now I, I don't know if Pete's going to join us tonight at this rate, so I'm not going to I'm not going to harbour t- too much on it. Um, but the last thing, lads, if you think about, uh, and Chris Brack says right, they, they watch YouTube and TikTok allegedly. So that's what the kids do be watching these days. <laughs> <laughs> It's like when I went looking for MTV on the on the channels there recently, and like all the MTV channels that used to be there are gone. They're, they're like not all the music channels are gone. It's just all sort of reality TV crap that they have on instead. Um, last bit, like that's just I changed th- again. I thought that was Pete coming in. Yeah, no, it's just it's maybe that is Pete. Like I, I, I think you were going to ask us the one person, weren't you, Phil? Um, do you know, yeah. Do you, know, do you know the first person who popped into my head? I don't know why. I've no idea why. Tom Daly. Don't know why. The the diver. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've no idea why. How much have you had to drink? What about that fella uh, that that throws the ball in American football? Tom. Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Tom Brady. The yeah. Beam we was thinking. That'd of. be a better Tom. Tom. <laughs> Tom. Tom. <laughs> um, he's actually an Under Armour athlete. So there we go. Yeah, that mm. might that might knock the whole Nike Bruce thing. Bruce Willis, Bruce Willis, that would be a good yeah. show. Good show. Yeah, I think. I, Bruce I don't even know. Do they I'm have actors these days? Or is it just I'm very surprised, based on previous um, yeah. podcasts, that no one is uh, is throwing some pretty decent shouts in here for the one oh. person who's going to sell this brand. I don't know who can who could sell us in the states better than like they're all saying Jordan is its own thing. LeBron is sponsored by Jordan is not sponsored by Jordan. No, he's he's sponsored. LeBron has his own Tom version of, of of a late Tom Selleck is a great show. Pete's doing a strip on the balcony for the crowds and the streets. <laughs> 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 the people on that's for Carty he'd say that all right. Shane Downs, that's actually a good show. Lamar Jackson could that could definitely crack the the the, the American market. Um, Gav, the one thing, the reason why I'm 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 probably asking these questions, Gav, show me last graphic there, which is very important to the Nike and LFC thing, is to do with the difference between English people and American people. Um, chuck it up there. <laughs> <laughs> Do I to see how you make this make sense? It does make sense because, like, Gav, will you put up the graphic there, please? <laughs> Roll Gav. it there, Roshan. Oh, there we go. <laughs> so, like, this can't be hard to crack because look at the look at these mad American people, right? They reckon if you look at them, Americans are ultimately confident at doing anything better than everybody else. So, you have Americans here who believe, like, there's one in what was it one in three Americans believe 
one in 10 Americans believe that they could be a crocodile in a fight. Now, this is madness, right? But the bit that I can get over is one in three Americans believe that they could kill an eagle in a fight. Like, do they know how big one eagles are and how big their claws are? Like, this is this type of market should be fly. easy. And they can fly, yeah. <laughs> they could come down, and grab you, and attack you. Like, have have these people even seen a rat? Like, think about this, right? Everyone thinks to be really good against the rat, but rats, like, they aren't humans. They're just going to go straight for you, and they're just going to bite everywhere they possibly can. And like, the only thing you can do is grab one and throw it away. Has, have you ever tried to grab a rat? Fucking slippery bastards. It's not that simple. Right, well, like, on this, this is how stupid Americans are. We should be able to sell jerseys to buy the bucket loads to these lads. Now, can I ask you a question? You're an English person, right? Mm. Would you, if you were, which one of these animals would you have been able to take yourself? I just want to see where you rate on, the, on this scale. Would, would you be confident taking a rat? Uh, if I had a baseball bat, yeah, I suppose. No, no, no. This is a bare knuckle fight now. Okay, fair enough. Um... <laughs> there he is. Oh, my God. Pete, is that actually yeah. you, or has Gav just put a picture of Pete on, up there? Instead of the, the oh, it's oh no, it's, he's he's it's alive. A picture. He's no sound though. It's grand. You oh, just just, just stay there. You'd be grand. You just just yeah, just wait till your sound turns on. It'd be grand. Um, what do you reckon, Ray? So I'm gonna so how how low down the scale, so to speak, would I would I go? I probably wouldn't go beyond the goose, to be honest with you. I think a goose would be okay. Andy, where would you go to? Uh, I mean, I'd have to stop a large dog. That that's my worst nightmare. <laughs> oh. uh, like, imagine a large dog attacking you. Fuck that. Yeah, that like one of those big belt broilers or something that's uh, mined in a scrapyard. You know them big ones. Imagine like the, getting the, on the wrong side of the fence. You know, and there's one of those. The heads. The heads really. Scared of bejesus at them, you know. Now those American pit bulls, you know the ones that have like the, the heads that are designed for fighting. Like you, mm. even if that's the like the happiest dog in the world, they scared the bejesus out of me, right? But lads, like eight Americans in ten believe they can beat an elephant in a fight. <laughs> like these are <laughs> that's essentially one in ten people in America reckon they could beat an elephant in a fight. You've got <laughs> the same amount reckon they could beat a lion in a fight. Pete, do you reckon, can you give me logic as to why one in 10 Americans believe they can beat a lion in a fight? I think, you know, these are people that I believe, you know, if you go back in history, like Orson Welles, when he did his War of the Worlds launch, he did it as a radio, false radio broadcast. And a load of Americans went and killed themselves because they thought actual Martians were attacking them. So nothing surprises me with these people, to be quite honest. We're great crack. We love Avi. We love Avi. <laughs> United States. But, you know, they're not the smartest. But I, I think it's would 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 this be a good way to sell would this be a good way to sell the gear in America? We could sponsor like they could have a fight. It's, it's, it could be like a reality TV show. And as you go each week, oh. you go down an animal, right? Now, obviously, you don't want cruelty to animals or anything like that, which would be terrible and all, but you don't want cruelty to humans. But, like, if you had found somebody who'd be prepared to take on a chimpanzee, would you let them fight? Like, have they not seen those programs where the chimpanzees have attacked humans and basically bitten the face off them? 
Like, I, 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 really? Yeah. I, like, I, I don't know. It's it's a bizarre, strange world. And on that, Pete, welcome along to the show. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. Humble apologies. I'm in Malaga um, and you're just walking away and it was just Thank impossible you, to even get through the here. By the way, everybody in Spain has decided to d- descend upon Andalusia. It's a bank holiday here, so it's impossible to Good stuff. Enough. Good stuff. Someone's saying in the comments, can we not avoid them when we start talking about football? How, how long have you been watching this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, anyone that's been to football <laughs> tonight, forget everyone it. Everyone wants a prediction. Uh, anyone, 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 football. anybody that's been listening or watching to the, the Trippers podcast since 2013 would be aware that nearly every week when we used to do Trippers chats, somebody would ask us, what animal do you think we could take on? Yeah. Uh, who, who would we be? A hundred ducks or one massive duck or like a 10,000 yeah. mini horses or a horse. So this was finally, they, they went. And what, what I think is the most interesting bit of this, Andy, is that this is a YouGov poll in the UK. This isn't even like, you know, like a Daily Mail poll or something like this. Mm. They Somebody commissioned this out of the money to go off and ask these questions. It's not like, that people have jobs like that. Like, <laughs> 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 you know, I always wonder, like, are people I know are electricians and they work on banks and stuff. Like, who does this? It's amazing. Like, how do you I can explain? Uh, Andy, let me explain. There's a company that was grand. <laughs> I totally give it now. Oh, thanks for that. Pete. <laughs> oh, hell, you had a talk with that year. The one thing oh, anyone knows that that being in the hotel, you, you can't do streaming in a hotel, lads. Like the, the contention rate and, and the speed is just not strong enough. Right. Um. We're going to move on to our next topic. Um. So. Gav, I think what's what's our next topic? Um, uh, was Probably it, Pete's, is it? I think it might be Pete's. No, we got the social media madness. So, right after after that serious topic around football jerseys and uh, animal bait, we're on to Andy's Andy's social media madness. So, Andy, take us through this. What do you want to talk to us after that? I don't. I don't ever remember telling Gav about social media madness, but um. And, I, and get ready for another topic not about football. Now, it, it often occurs uh, uh, to me that most of the topics we pick um, here stems from uh, a complaint on Twitter, like someone's complaining about something. And we end up complaining about complaining. You know what I mean? So what's the point um, in Twitter? When I thought, when, sorry, I've told me last week, I thought there. <laughs> well anyway uh look twitter at the moment it just seems to be dominated by all this kind of toxicity it seems to be got a lot worse than it ever was so look i thought it'd be an interesting discussion um around you know is it time to just quit it like we've got you know our own few trippers that you you had your sabbatical away from twitter phil um i know uh um, Keith has gone off Twitter, you know, so is there, do the negatives outweigh the positives? Is it time to just get off it, you know, if it's wrecking your head that much? Sean, there's another one who's, who's not on Twitter at the moment. So I wanted to just talk about, you know, the good, the bad and the ugly. Um, the ugly one is easy, you know, and it's all the really bad shit, the, you know, racism and homophobia and everything else and all the conspiracy theorists and all the lunatics. Um, 
but you can you can block all those no problem you can use certain tools on twitter and block certain words and everything else but the rats come up out of sewers every so often the fade the bad is a bit more tricky you know i get as much fun out of all them you know how people are as much they annoy me you know um it's like an itch you know it's such a relief to scratch it look when you look at fsg uh outis and people are our own fans that hate our own players and then all the lunatics the anti-vaxxers so there's a lot of fun to be had but sometimes you know it just gets a bit much and then the good this is what makes the decision hard you know we've all built up a really good network of top reds and there's some amazing accounts that share like fan moments you know home and away and you get the instant live it, you know things as they're happening you know and then there's other topics like golf and whatever else you're into that are far less, less uh, toxic so in summary I don't think I could quit it um, I was never an advocate for blocking because I kind of like to hear the other side you know an echo chamber isn't really healthy when you're kind of debating topics on Twitter but uh, the world has just become a la la land in the last two or three years um, maybe a happy clappy little echo chamber is better um, just for experiencing a kind of a golden area and supporting Liverpool and all these wardrobe dwelling happy wearing barbecue <laughs> beatings, crayon smugglers want to ruin the buzz so what do you reckon did the did positives on Twitter outweigh the negatives well look I mean I'll, from my perspective I, I... I don't take it overly serious, to be honest with you. I mean, I, I probably fairly late adopted to getting onto Twitter, and like I, I've never blocked anyone. Like I, I'm, I'm more than happy to read through like whatever shite comes up on my timeline. To be honest with you, like I don't take it seriously at all. Like it's not, it is not real life, and I, I like that. That's that's the level that I go onto it and start reading stuff. You know what I mean? And the only person who's ever blocked me is Grizz, but, you know, that's <laughs> that's Grizz for you. Like, I've I, I seriously never been blocked by anyone else, so I've clearly not offended anyone else. So maybe I'm not using it right. Maybe I'm not Maybe maybe I'm not actually getting the full benefits of going on there. But, like, I, I, get, I get – I totally get what you mean in terms of, like, is it got now to the point, like, where it's kind of got, like, counterproductive at this stage? Because the one thing that really does – piss me off is when 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 people get on our players backs do you know what i mean yeah. like that's the one thing that really pisses me off when you see our players getting criticized and i know we got i know we got you know a little bit of a i don't know a, a little bit of a sample of it with, with some of the comments that genie come out with recently but like i absolutely don't sort of get like why you'd want to go on and slag a player at your own club who, you know, it, 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 you know, it's so counterproductive in my view. So, yeah, I mean, I, like I've stopped, like Twitter was the last sort of social media platform that I joined. Uh, like I'm not, I'm, I can't, I cannot be asked going any further beyond into, into Instagram, into TikTok, into anything like that, because I've, I've had enough of Twitter. That's enough for me. Kev O'Sullivan, I am Pat Mustard. He's not me milkman. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Um, right. Where, where, where do we go with that? Look, 
I think social media is what it is. The beauty of being my age now, I'm mid-40s, um, and it's fantastic, right? Because I'm now at the age where I can officially start not even bothering with anything new that comes out um think everything is terrible and not not understand how anything works anymore and just look at, <laughs> at, at them and go what are those kids doing like what's that for right like TikTok. yeah like this like, so to, to, uh, to sort to go back to your point andy think about when you went on to twitter first right and all the stuff that you got up to Okay, you're just hanging around a bit longer. I remember when I went on to 2010, 2011, and all the stuff that went on then is going on now. It's just when you're around something for so long, it just becomes boring and repetitive. And it's just you not that it's just you're not involved in the stuff that goes on anymore. So now you're watching it repeat itself over and over again. And when, when you've seen it, it's like mm, it doesn't really matter. Like, do you know what I mean? So from my point of view, I like I use Twitter because you get access to breaking information quicker than normal mainstream media, right? So mm. my my I I I bend off my own account. I've no interest in um, followers or how many followers I have or anything like that. And I just kept an account so that I could push what hopefully is the new show that's coming out in September, and also to keep an eye on, on events that's going on, right? I have. Other, I got I deleted Facebook because that that thing is horrific. Um, it's full of just weirdos and people who like angels and mad people, right? So like that, that's just for the bin. Um, my eldest kids have TikTok. I've no idea what that's about, right? I've tried to take it off them and then they sneak it back on. So I just I don't know what it, like, I don't understand TikToks. If somebody could explain TikTok to me, that would be. Uh, Amazing, because I've no idea what's going on. Um, and then after, Phil, yeah. you know, when when you quit Twitter, you know, you're back on your your mad new account, right? But when you quit it for a while, did it, did it enhance your enjoyment of football? Did you find yourself coming up with your own opinions? Were you was what was going on at Twitter dominating? What your thoughts were in terms of like, and when you can, since you come back on Twitter, does it enhance the enjoyment of supporting football or not? You do, you do realize that you're talking to Phil here, don't you? <laughs> I mean, Maybe I'm asking the wrong person. Look, I went off Twitter and um, I made no, at, at that stage, Andy, I'd already sort of <laughs> binned off paying any attention to people's opinions on Twitter because, to be totally honest with you, um, if you don't, <laughs> if, if, if you have to go and rely on somebody else for, your, for an opinion, then you should go out and uh, buy all the Nike jerseys in the world. That's because it's like you'll be fighting lions and tigers next and thinking you can beat them. Because uh, honestly, <laughs> if you can't make up your own opinion about what's there and back your own opinion to what you believe it to be, then you don't need somebody to tell you. Honestly, and that's the one thing that worries me about social media is you don't. You should be able to, as 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 you're grown up, you should be able to build the ability to form your own opinion and not <laughs> and and let pe- listen to all the things that are out there and form your own opinion around things, right? Because your listen, opinion's not more important than anyone else's. Come here, listen. I know. Look, totally. But like you said, there, listen to all the things around you and form your opinion. You can't say you're not influenced by the words of others and um, who are speaking on the exact same subject matter as you are all the time. So if you're on Twitter within your circle of followers or who you follow, they start to form or an influence in your opinion. You can't say they don't. It's it's just interesting when you start talking Liverpool with somebody who's not on Twitter. Mm. It's a different it's a different kettle of fish. 
Mm. You can't say Jesus like I, okay. I so that's that's got in my head. I think I think what you I have to remember is about, like the obsession with signings and all. It's got so ridiculous now. You know but Andy, I mean? Andy, do you understand that the 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 fundamental basis of social media is to gamify what's going on? Okay. Mm. So every time, so you do something and everyone agrees with you, you get loads of retweets. The idea of the retweets is that it becomes such a, it's, it's an addictive type of cycle that you go, oh, this mm. is great. And then you want more, and you want more likes and you want more retweets and you want the interaction that goes on. Yeah. Um, but going back, the, the idea that you then, should lead or influence people. I just don't get it. I don't understand it. So when I went off and came back to it, it wasn't because I wanted to come back to what it was before. My timeline, I don't pay attention to most of the Liverpool stuff that's on there. Honestly, I'm looking to see when a story breaks or people that I trust that gets information that's on there. I'm, that's what I'm looking I'm not going into to, to what, what's there. So when you talk about the good, the bad and ugly, interestingly enough, I find the bad is the lads who are still preaching the same message they've been preaching for the last six to seven to eight years, which I just don't listen to anymore. I've parted over there mm-hmm. and occasionally something comes up on the timeline and I laugh and say, what year is it? 2012, 2013? All right. Um, it's like it's, it's the same thing. So I, I, it's not. It's about choosing what you want in your feed. And I, I, I agree with you. I hate the echo chamber thing, but it's just, I, I think it's, it's part and parcel of everyday life. Now it's just, you have to choose the media that you're, that you're interested in. So don't bin it off, just freshen up your timeline. So you get what you get, what you want out of it. Now I'm just going to, I've decided I'm going to just block loads of accounts this season. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to create a lovely little happy, clappy uh, echo chamber for myself. And I can't wait. It's going to be great. Top reds. Uh, FC. All over the shop. Yeah. <laughs> P, you've you you've had real yeah. media and and social media and, and all that type of stuff. Where for you is it essential? If if you had to, if it was all deleted tomorrow, would you miss it? Would you miss the interaction? No, and it's funny, Phil. I miss. I think we talked about this today or yesterday. I miss CFAX page three hundred two. Anyone <laughs> of a certain age, anyone of a certain age, like some of us here, remember going on. Facts all hours of the night, waiting for 302 to click through the five or six pages, and that was literally our Bible. If CFAX page 302 said it, that was the fact. Mm. You waited until match of the day at 10.30 or 5 to 11 on a Saturday night, and sometimes you didn't know the results of the games. I really, really miss that. I miss the yeah. innocence of it. I miss the lack of agenda. I miss terribly... Just the you know the John Motsons, the 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 romance of all that picking up a, even the back page of a newspaper being eleven or twelve years of age on the way to school, and looking at you know news and not having a clue again no agenda just this is what's going on and I miss that nowadays you know you're picking up your you're reading a Twitter feed you've got this guy called Schwarzkopf you've got you know all these in the nose in the echo chamber and then you've got you know Messi making his big announcement at the weekend crying into into his fake crocodile tears you're asked to have an opinion subliminally about that I miss the days when I had no opinion on uh, these footballers or their motivations I just flicked on CFAX page 302 and that told me what I really wanted to know and then I waited for the page to go to the top of the league the top scorer I'd wait for that you know Sheringham Roy Shearer 
you know, I, Ferdinand, I miss the simplicity of that. And you know what it did for you? It made you paint a picture in your head if you didn't get to see that game of what was actually going on. Mm. You know, people, it might sound a little bit early fairy, but I miss exactly there you go. I miss the imagination. I remember one season as a kid, a fella called Guy Whittingham left the army in the British Army, Portsmouth paid 50 grand to get him out of the army and he scored 40 goals in the second division. And I remember thinking, that's magic. What a story that is. If that happened nowadays, there'd be all sorts of fellas from the right, all sorts of fellas from the left talking about how he's a deserter and he hates his country. It didn't fucking matter. It didn't matter. It just mattered that it was a great story and he scored a load of goals. I miss that. Nowadays, everybody has, it's like you said, you, it's game of gamifying, you know, reality. We, why do we have to have an opinion on absolutely everything? Why can't we just look at the magic of some things that just happen and go, isn't that deadly? That's, I mean, that's a cracking crack 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 comment up there. It's, what? yeah. Do you remember the oh, club cards? The yeah. club cards used to kill you. And actually, you know, that, that, was, that was Owen Burke's story anyway, and he's sticking to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I but uh, he was phoning uh, a different the, type of number, but anyway. It was. It took a while to get the club calls onto. onto I don't even know if it was on CFAX. I think that was on Teletext on ITV's Teletext. Oh, it was in the, in the newspaper. It was it's in the, the newspaper as well. It was in the newspaper, yeah. and uh, look, I I was always ringing them. The start of it was like uh, ten times as long as our range on. It'd be like, din, din, din. Uh, "Welcome to Liverpool fan chat." Look at two or three minutes into the um, into the car, like you know, and, and ten pound down, you still haven't got any transfer info. <laughs> and then eventually, you some guy like we go, "Hello." Liverpool, ah, not signing anyone today. <laughs> well, look at that. Look at, that. Look at the that graphic that's up be. there now. I guarantee that you that you would be able, I know I can, you'd be able to go through all of those names and tell me who they are and tell me something about them. Today, there's so much information available, so many, the names are just coming and going. Andy Savile, Birmingham, John Aldridge, David Kelly, Gary Blissett at Brentford, Guy Whittingham. I, you know, Chris Kiwami, Paul Warhorse, Brian Dean, David White at Manchester City. You no, know, Pete. Craig no, you know, no. This, 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 you're just craving a simpler time. Everyone that looks back, you talk, if you talk to your dad now, when I talk to him, they didn't have CFAX. They used to have the pink pages um, that you get on a Saturday, right? <laughs> and this this, this is what they used to have. And, and, and he even goes, oh, I used to love getting the paper on a Saturday to find out what happened. They didn't even have CFAX. Like, they didn't know what was going on. They have to, used to wait till the last edition of the paper came out to find out what the scores were from around the place. Like, God knows what they could have made up. The um, 312 was the page on CFAX that you got all your transfer gossip on. That was the, the yeah. um, was transfer whisper. So you, waited, you, were the, you were the kid that waited for it to go. I was went to 302 and I waited yeah. till about 305 because after that was the goal scorers. And then the graphic up there, I wanted to see who was number one in the chart. Because again, you used, I mean, what we got our chart position on a Sunday evening in a car on the way from Birmingham to London. But now the lads that are making music know that chart positions at midnight on the Saturday night because they're getting they're getting all sorts of notifications directly from the rec companies. You used to have to wait 
I mean, this is 2003. You used to have to weigh, you know, what the rest of the country knew your chair position at the same. Just people, we have an obsession with instant information. And I just think it's taken everything. It's taken everything from it. It's taken the whole, so much so that no, people have an opinion. Yeah. It, it's not. It's not. It's not. It's not. And, and, and the reason why I'm saying it's not. It's everything progresses. It's like when I turn. I know. Genuinely mean it when I say I don't get some of the new forms of social media. But I'm not meant to. I'm too old for it. Like I've, I've passed by. My dad used to look at teletext. And go, what the fuck are you looking at? Why? Why? Why are you reading that stuff? It's in the paper. Yeah. It's like he didn't get that. That transfer gossip. That three one two transfer gossip was. Imagine I'd all, all the papers. I used to get it in one page and he was like baffled he was even like how did you even get this magic stuff where's the television gone like he never it never dawned on that there was a button that would allow you to read this stuff this is what the internet has become yeah i'll tell you something phil i bet you i bet you val casey knows more about football that and remembers more about football than you or i i bet you Mm. a pound to a penny he'd be able to remember more the problem is information tossed at us and you're forgetting the magic. You're forgetting all of the stuff that made it fun. Do you know what I mean? Val what made, it magic, tell what, stuff about what made it magic was your age. What made it magic is your age. Mm. And it's it's your formative years. You're seven, you're, you're, from the ages of 12 to about 20, um, teletext was 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 the place. Was 140 on ITV's teletext. That was the football pages. And I think it was 152 or 151 was the transfer gossip section in, on ITV. And for us in Ireland, we had Airtel, which was Airtel and then Airtext, which was shocking. It was the worst thing ever. But 220 was their football pages on that. Mm-hmm. And you'd have to go to 228 to get the transfer gossip. That included League of Ireland stuff as well. And we'd be like, yeah. I don't care who's got the Shamrock Rovers. I want to know is Paul Stewart signing for Liverpool or not. So this is like yeah. this is the, the thing. But go back to your point. The start of the season, as this stuff comes up, right? Because transfer windows didn't exist back then. So this is if you think about it, and Andy, it sort of leads back to your point around social media. But this is the key point of the season where you literally have lads who are who should be in summer camps, but you can't go into summer camps when you're in secondary school on Twitter mm-hmm. with a hand like. Um, Klopp love LFC one two three four five six right and is lashing out because they know all the stuff that's going on and it's just there to drive you mad and they'll jump on anyone who who might give them nice follows and nice likes, so mm-hmm. it's just an extension of of all that type of stuff. Um, now three three eight wasn't the BBC gossip it was three one two three. I'm a hundred percent sure about three one two. I pressed it enough times as a kid like it was there. Who have we signed? And you wait for the page to go and then it come back again. And have we signed anyone yet? I didn't have one. Mm. Yeah. Um, Ray, you're you're in England. You've invented teletext. So, uh, do, oh, yeah, it was do, brilliant. Do you still Absolutely have it there brilliant. in the shed? <laughs> <laughs> it's on the NTL box, but um, not uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> That's a feature on the NTL box. It is a feature on the NTL box. Yeah, it is. Oh, look at that. That's a crack. Do you remember playing that? Bamboozle. No, go on. It was a game oh, on ITV, uh, Teletext, or Channel 4 or whatever. It was yeah. a load of deadly games, yeah. yeah. Quality. No, I mean, um, the, yeah, the, the the whole sort of Teletext era, I mean, I, I, I was... Like I would, I would sit there for the whole kind of, you know, three o'clock till 
10 to 4 uh, 10 to 5 whatever time the game's finished just like watching this because they did the way it would work would obviously be half the games would be on one page and then it would flick on to like page two so yeah. it, it kept flicking between and you were just hoping that that next page you know update for the liverpool game would be like you know liverpool score fuck i mean thinking back you know like it was it was crazy sitting there for that amount of time sort of thing waiting for scores to update but yeah, the innocence and, uh, you know, like in some ways, you know, I have young kids now and they're going to grow up and they're going to obviously live in a completely different era where information is at the fingertips. But, <laughs> oh God, I mean, just back on to, just back on to uh, Owen Burke's comments there. I mean, you know, about um, it was either it, it was either that, it was either ringing the club line or... Um, or listen to some R one on the other end of the phone. Um, like my, 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 my nan actually had to put a lock. You know, I don't know if anyone had the um, the old. Well, because Wayne Rooney kept ringing her. They had, they had <laughs> so that so that uh, none of my uncles could actually use the phone at home. That's how bad it got when she started getting her phone bills and these numbers were coming out for for those oh types. Oh god. <laughs> Um, as as the season begins to kick off, lads, if there's one thing you could bring back from the nineties, what would it be? One thing, one thing each. So you can't you can't get greedy you now. One thing. You go first. Um, well, I go first. For me, not hating other teams. Like going back to these simpler times, I didn't hate anyone. I was interested in every team. Um, you kind of had a sneaky look. I only hated Man United. And I didn't even understand why I hate them that much, to be honest with you. Not hating anyone else. I miss just enjoying football. Like, for example, putting on... Nowadays, if I flick on the television, and we've so many channels now, that if Manchester United are on or Manchester City are on, I won't watch it. And whereas years ago, any football, I would watch it. I miss being like that. I miss being a fan of just the game in general. I find myself... I fucking hate Manchester City and I hate Manchester United. And I don't like that about myself because it's it's good to watch football. This is supposed to be our sport. And I miss that. I miss the simple times for that. So I'd go back to the 90s for the fact that I didn't hate anyone, to be honest with you. I kind of liked everybody, you know. Andy. Oh, look, give, me, give me those days uh, when football was romantic and we, you'd slum it on the way over to Liverpool on the B&I ferry. You'd be puking all the way over. You'd be puking all the way home. You never had to worry about getting a ticket. You were in there onto the cops standing. Um, the atmosphere, always like you always remember being great for every game. So that's, yeah, these days, look, we are talking about Twitter and, and CFAX. Like, will our kids be saying, you know, in 20 years' time. Oh, do you remember, like, the great days where you'd be pulling down on Twitter to see uh, what someone is abusing Linda with? Uh, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like, will they do the good old days? How shit is it going to get? <laughs> Bad. Yeah. Teddy, you're right, Andy. So right. Yeah, she was sharing um, some charity thing the other day about, uh, you know, it was something about helping people in a community in Liverpool, like some really worthy cause. And all the replies, like, this is the weird thing about it. Like, you think, I remember there'd be, like, 90% to be decent comments. But now the replies to things like that are dominated by lunatics, like by weirdos. I'll tell your husband to buy a player, get this. (laughs) What the fuck is wrong with people? Like, I think, I really do think it's just got that bad, particularly in the last year. Maybe it's COVID is really 
dumb people down or something. But uh, it's just bananas. You know what I mean? Ron Dicko, what would you bring back? Well, I I, do, I miss it. It kind of flies in the face of what I'm going to discuss uh, in a little while. But I, I do miss being able to just rock up to the ground, you know, queue up, pay on the gate, go and watch the matches. Andy says, stand on the cop, and then and then one of the things that I used to do religiously was I used to go to the same chippy on the way home, and I used to pay sixty three pence for a sausage dinner. And it was a fucking day and a half, I tell you. You're like, who needed booze back in them days? You know what I mean? Mm. Mm. I, I, I got my, the one thing I'd bring back if we could, just one thing, right? Because this is where my real love of this type of football um, comes from. And and, the, and this engrossment of football is if we could bring Gazetta Football Italia back, right? Because it always started two weeks before the start of the season. Yeah. And they do an update on all the transfers that happened in Italy, all the new players that were coming in. And James Richardson would do interviews with the with the sort of whatever random English lad had been sold to an Italian he team. He's any older, by the way. He's doing well, no. isn't he? He's definitely, Tom, he's definitely on the Tom Brady diet to, 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 <laughs> where he's breaking age. But yeah, I'd, I'd bring back um, Gazetta Football Italia. It was definitely the formative thing. Um, through the nineties, for me, to, uh, in terms of what I believed football media should look like, and to be fair, it hasn't. It became a template for so much of what we now see today in terms of how these programs are broadcast, essentially as magazines. And that was a magazine. If you if you think of shoes and you think of match grown up, and even the, like the likes of four four two, Gazetta Football Italia was essentially a visual um, yeah. magazine that you got on a weekly basis before. The, the, the match that the live match that happened on Sunday and it became the template that you saw Spanish football on Sky you saw then even the English football become and then BT tried to re, 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 redo that when it came as well so um, that would be the one thing I bring back from the 90s Saint Degrees I mean, is a great shout as well you mentioned yeah. shoot you mentioned shoot there uh, Phil the one thing that I used to do season in season out is you used to have those uh, tables the where water. you had the um, yeah. little sort of pop out team names yeah. and then every yeah. week you would You'd get the paper on the Sunday and then you would, you know, copy what the table looked like. I was actually amazed. I was around at my nephew's house the other day and he's, they're still doing it. He, he, he's really? Got the, doing yeah, it now? He has got the, the, the latest table there, getting it all <laughs> set up. I mean, fair play for that to keep going after all of those years. I and just remember somebody, somebody said. Ran the cheese said Euro Trash or somebody said Euro Trash. Yeah, I agree. We need to bring Euro Trash back as well, just for uh, yeah. the young lads coming yeah. up to, to to see what life is really all about. Go on, Andy, what were you gonna say? <laughs> I just remembered something, you know, when you had posters. So I remember years and years ago before, like as I was only really getting into Liverpool, like when I was sort of six or seven, putting posters up. And I I put I knew like Johnson played for Liverpool and just to impress me, all the brother put a poster of Mo Johnson on uh, the wall <laughs> for Rangers. Thinking that that was our uh, Craig Johnson. Uh, and he right. came home and goes, what the fuck is that? Like, I probably won't even remember. I was like, Johnson! Yeah. <laughs> he was going, that's not Craig Johnson, that's Mo Johnson. Rangers legend. <laughs> <laughs> the Graeme Sooners connection is cracking. Amazing. Uh, some some great shouts. Some great shouts come in there. Uh, Lolo Ferrari is one that they bring back from the nineties. Um, Panini sticker books. Transworld Sport. Joseph Ankel. Yeah, that that was a, a great shout that was there. Um, the Kellogg's reflectors for the on the yeah, spokes in the back of your boxes. Yeah. yeah, 
Norman, I'll give you that one that was in my head as well. The ward, uh, Terry Christian and Danny Bear. But I also, I also blame the ward on dumbing down humanity in general or English people in general because as much as it was great yeah. fun to look back at, um, that is social media. And if you want to actually get go out and watch watch the ward, and that's essentially social media. There was like mm-hmm. it's the maddest collection, eclectic mix of mad stuff. There was like serious topics and then there'd be a fellow lying in a tin of beans rubbing himself yeah. with a with a dog or something like that. So like it, it was right just here, it was, the, yeah. The first time I've seen a lot of bands that I like the first time I ever seen Sepultura in my life, they put I never seen the ward done this. They, uh, I think it was Terry Christian and Mark Lamar. They put a lot of Sepultura fans in a cage and they put the band outside the cage. I remember thinking it's the it's the coolest thing I've ever seen. And by the way, that band is deadly. And from that, then on, I just had just loads of heavy metal t-shirts. So for me, the ward, yeah, you're right. It, but what it did is it gave you an instant message, and it was almost like you think this is cool now, and mm-hmm. it kind of worked. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It was Nirvana. I remember Nirvana and the Ward. I remember Oasis yeah. playing the Ward. Like, they, yeah. like the, these bands often had their first big scene. Uh, moved on from what was the old grey whistle stop on on uh, or the old grey whistle test on yeah. on BBC yeah. and BBC Two stuff as well. Um, or also, would you bring back the rave scene from the nineties back to now? Very hard to because things again there was a naivety, but there was also a pureness that's there. You can't ra- you can't just take what happened then and bring it into now because so many things have changed. And everything is a product of the time that it exists in. But do I love the rave scene from the 90s? 100%. I lived this, and it was a great time. And that's all I'm going to say. It was, it was a fantastic like, time. Uh, there's nothing like reliving those uh, dance fucking tunes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's right. Come here, and the, and the Joe Bloggs jeans, the Joe Bloggs jeans and yeah. the Eclipse tops and uh, the, many other things. Mm. Actually, Andy, I think we're going to do some night where, where there's an international week, let's do a nostalgia-only show where we'll take something from the 90s, we'll take the 90s as, as a generation, we'll, we'll lash up pictures of Joe Bloggs jeans and Eclipse and lads with uh, masks on before you had to wear a mask yeah. into the shops. Mm-hmm. I hate international football the, so much that I want to talk about Joe Bloggs jeans and the Inspire <laughs> Pirates. For an hour, <laughs> lashing the Vicks inside your well, just as you're going in to paint the house. Um, what I think, what I think of it, right? The <laughs> this sausage dinner for 63 pence, yeah. Like, obviously, apart from sausages, what was in it? Like, why is it called? What exactly did you get? Well, the chippy was called George's, and it was just a little, it was about five, five, ten minute walk from Anfield. Um, uh i think it was on i think it was on priory road and um you got two sausages chips peas and onion gravy and uh, <laughs> the, the, the standard the standard going rate at that time for that type of thing was probably about mm-hmm. 150 but this place no was in the mouth for like 63 pence it was unbelievable i don't know how he was doing it i don't know if it was a front or whatever Cup, an old couple but um, yeah, it was it was the absolute business. Yes, Norman. Snickers should. Yes, Norman. I remember being over in Liverpool when we were teenagers, and uh, there was a couple of us. And the biggest mate I had, Bordy, uh, big lad, <laughs> and we were getting the, <laughs> we were getting the chipper, and uh, some fella came over and torn <laughs> torn six foot. Two boardy upside down and took all his money. Then <laughs> 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 I think of like scary I place, Liverpool, when we were growing up. 
Right. All I know is that if you came out nowadays into WhatsApp and said there's a great place to get a sausage dinner, um, you definitely won't be getting this responses as Andy's just giving you just there. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't think uh, Gav would be able to put any pictures up that would be sent in relating to the sausage dinner. Um, I'll talk about sausage dinners. Uh, Big Ron Dicko, you were over in you. You've just come back from Brookside Close uh, recently. And, okay. uh, Gav, if I'm you're still, still alive there, you listen. It's 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 time to bring up Ray Dicko's topic, which of course is the recent Anfield uh, ticketing. Well, could be seen in some parts oh, as a fiasco, and in other parts, um, it could be just seen as the necessary steps when you need to fundamentally change how you're doing your ticketing arrangements, particularly in a post-COVID environment. Um, so, I'm Ron, looking forward to this one. Yeah, Ron. A good I know scouse moan here. <laughs> I know you're upset about this, and you may not have I been am. allowed on the trains at the weekend. You were that angry about it. So, you, come on, what's what's what's, <laughs> what's bugging you? I, I, I honestly like I, I like I put this up without really sort of seeing too much about it. Obviously, the delay kickoff was the, the first sort of sign that all was not well with the whole NFC ticketing arrangement. And um, I, I looked at some videos today, and, and honestly, like, I've got a ticket for the first game against Burnley. And, um, like, nothing not not irritates me more than queuing unnecessarily for stuff, like, just generally in life. And when I seen the video uh, today of, you know, uh, the length of the queue to get in to the ground, like, like I'm going to be fucking, like, by the time I'm going to be, like, I, did, I may as well not go if, it, like, if the state I'll be in when I get in the ground, if I'm going to be stuck at the back of a queue like that, that, that I've seen. Like, you know, they, they, like, you know, the head of, or the VP of ticket and, Phil, he's come out today and, you know, he's kind of, he's almost said like this was almost like a plan to see, you know, kind of stress test or whatever, see how, see how badly or how well things went sort of thing. And and the thing that made me laugh is they, they made it sound like almost like there was a, the reason why they had games on consecutive days, you know, was because they wanted to see how this thing you know, operated and learn lessons. Now that that's to me, that's a bit of a nonsense. You have a game, you then have a little bit of time to to learn the lessons, and then you implement them on the you know five days a week later. So I think that that was an utter nonsense. To turn around, and say that this this was almost in, this was one of the reasons why we're having consecutive uh, game like days, you know, consecutive days, games on consecutive days. Um, like they've had plenty of time. They introduced this technology last season, and okay, albeit there was only you know six thousand, eight thousand. There must have been issues at that point, similar to what happened um, over over the course of those two days. But like, come on, like it's amateur hour. Like they they, they, they surely should have introduced something that that had been proven to work elsewhere. Um, so like, they they. From my point of view, they they better have learned the lessons from what's happened over the last two days. Um, what, as I understand things, they they have actually set up um, like a, a test turnstile, so you can rock up any time between now and when the first home game's on. You can go, you can test um, that the technology is working in terms of you've downloaded your ticket. You can go and test that; it'll work. So, okay, they they they. they 
they've obviously got a little bit of a plan there. Hopefully people who can get down to Anfield between now and um, the first game against Burnley will do that. But, um, my God, if I get to that game with half an hour to go and the queue, you know, from where I'm sitting on the cop uh, is all the way round to the Annie Road, I'll be having some serious words. <laughs> and you know what? I might, I might have to just rock up looking like that. I'm guaranteeing that I skip the queue. <laughs> are you going to bring Tinhead with you? <laughs> yeah, he's, he's so in the queue. He's a he's a serious likeness, hasn't he? Um, Tinhead to Gareth Roberts. Oh, you know, we know Gareth Roberts likes the rant. You know, um, he's he's not he's not good friends with Mersey Rail at the moment. So um, we uh, you know we we might we might go mob handed and make sure that we get in and and have no uh, no uh, bother at the uh, at the turnstiles in a couple of weeks. Can I <laughs> right? Can I ask you, um, though, like, is the, was was those two games though? It is what I said. Is was that not to drive out the issues that they need to resolve oh, prior? To no, it wasn't. It was the, the reason there was two games in consecutive days, as I understand it, is because that's what Jurgen wanted from a footballing point of view. It was absolutely nothing to do with stress test and ticketing. So I think that's a lot of bluster. I think that's kind of a madey uppy. Um, statements, you know, that that sort of behind behind all it's of that. Convenient. So, We're going to make mistakes. Very cynical. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'd be sort of more on the club side here. Like, I think that there was a lot of moaning for moaning's sake. The people are moaning that they couldn't get into the ground. People are moaning that they couldn't go to matches, right? Um, and everyone knew that this post-COVID environment, there was going to be queues and it was going to take longer to get into the ground. Um. Everyone got into the ground. They delayed the kickoff. They won't be able to delay for when the when the when the Premiership starts. But it does mean that people have to arrive potentially an hour before kickoff to make sure that they're in on time. Andy, yeah. from from your point of view, did you think it was a bit of a, a mountain made over molehill? Absolutely. Um, listen, start coming to the ground an hour early and get the atmosphere going. When the players came out for one, the the ground was half empty. If people had it turned up a bit earlier. Listen. <laughs> I can totally sympathise with something like that. When you're introducing new technology, you're going to have human error. You're going to have people on the gates that are unfamiliar with the new systems and are going to take a bit of getting used to. You're going to have people coming up who can't get their phones to work. Um, Look, I I remember the first time I started using pay by phone. It takes you a first couple of goals to, you know what I mean, to get used to it. It's going to be the same for fans coming up that never use pay by phone. You know what I mean? It's, It's a... It's a, it's a new system. You have to have patience with something like that. People should be glad that we're back in Anfield now. I couldn't give a shit if I was queuing for an hour. Uh, going up to the gates in fucking Disneyland, you're standing there for about an hour uh, to use entry by phone technology and people are having absolute nightmares as well and then they have to stand aside. You get through and you have a great day in Disneyland. It's going to be the same in Anfield this season. There was a 30-minute delay in the first game, 15-minute delay in the second game. Come to Burnley game, there's going to be no delay. Everybody's going to be getting inside. And people are on their high horse, giving it socks about it. Like, what is the prop? Like, what is the story? Absolutely losing their minds over having the queue. It's going to be grand. We're going to have a, a great season. We're going to win side Anfield. And we're going to see, see the team bounce off every team all season. And we're going to win the league. Fuck mm-hmm. it. 
You queued for fucking 20 minutes or half an hour of preseason game. Come on. The difference the other night, the difference. It was unbelievable. And you, you see what it means to the players. I mean, we, uh, Andy, you, you talked about in fairness, you were consistently talking about it last season. You know, there was a huge, huge factor. But for me, you know, in particular, you know, it, it's like it's like a different, not just player, different human being. His whole demeanour. Listen, I don't care if we don't sign nobody. Don't need anybody. Really. I'm lo- I looked at that. I know it's only Osasuna, but forget about them. It's the, it, we just look quicker, sharper, you know, just full of it. And it's it enjoying really ourselves, is. enjoying ourselves. Oh, the, the key to the key to Klopp, Klopp's teams is people enjoying themselves, players enjoying themselves, expressing their football, working hard, and that's what I think we've seen over them two friendies back at Anfield with a with a almost full house. Fuck the tickets! You won't even be talking about Keown to get in. Come that game, Ray. Can I just say just just on a positive note though in terms of those two friendlies because I don't know how well it was really kind of put out there but um the club the club played a blind to be honest because the tickets were being sold obviously not at the normal kind of uh, rates for a, for a, for a normal league game but if you bought an adult ticket you got a child ticket free so um so it was an absolutely brilliant um initiative by the club to 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 be able to allow families to 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 go and enjoy a game like it might be pre-season but if you're bringing a an 8 year old or you know a 10 year old to the first experience of Anfield it doesn't matter whether it's a pre-season game or you know a Champions League semi-final like that that that's just a memory forever for those kids and it yeah. gets them in and and, and hopefully that that will continue uh, for future pre-seasons that the club uh, recognise that um, you know we need we need we need the, the next generation coming through um, and you know as as much as there was a lot of negativity um, about you know fiasco and whatnot um, like I didn't you know it's you it, as usual it's the negative out there but like that was a big positive. It really was a big positive to be able to take your kid along uh, for nothing and, and let them enjoy the first experience of Anfield, you know. And I Chris, think I think that back to social media, the good, the bad, the ugly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and it's usually you know, it's usually the ugly that's put out there first. But Chris yeah. Brack is saying, and 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 in and in some ways, you know, um, it doesn't surprise me that. Um, you know, a lot of this does come down to individuals, um, and it's not always the individual's fault. They may be unfamiliar with this type of technology, but as I understand it, it is. You know, if you go away with you know Ryanair or whatever, and you you put your board and pass into your into your wallet in in your iPhone, it's the same kind of principle essentially. But um, but it, it was a lot of people who weren't you know who were rocking up to the game and expecting just to get in because they've bought a ticket and not actually following the instructions. So hopefully people realise, haven't done what has happened over the last couple of days, that there's a certain level of, you know, um, responsibility on yourself to actually do what ne- what needs to be done to get in the ground, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Instead of expecting other people to do it, to do it for you by rocking up and not having anything to get into the ground with. Yeah, absolutely. And look, I was I talking about the good on Twitter. Like, look, there's Chris Brack story. I'm seeing so many um, videos shared of people that got the opportunity to bring their kids to Anfield for the first time. 
and uh, it's it's quality. Like I mean, that's what that's the good that kind of Twitter brings. Loads of videos of people back in the ground with their kids and all sitting together. Amazing. And maybe we'll get to see some celebrities in Nike gear. Because they were secure, they can come in the VIP entry. They could have the the. I don't know. I actually don't know. I don't know any celebrities. I was thinking earlier on, do I know any actors, famous actors at this stage? And I don't. Right. I'm I'm at the point in my life where I recognize. You know, and say I recognize a man. Hmm. And and she goes, yeah, yeah. What was he? And no idea. But I know who he. I don't know who he is. I don't know his name is. I just know the character's name in this show that we're watching. And and that's it. Look, I'm useless. I see people. What was he in? And then. She'd go, well, you used to walk with him years ago. <laughs> 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 That's what it was. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. But yeah, so so hopefully the celebrities turn up in the new Nike yeah. gear. Now, lads, before we go, um, the, there's been a bit of criticism that we didn't talk football tonight. Um, can I just apologize? No, I won't. If I don't talk football, go, I don't care. Um, is there any anything else you just want to have a quick quick yatter about before we close up here? And, and well, I think that, that comment, is- you should have read out that comment. That was a good comment. Which one? Which one was that? Just Klopp looking fresh. Yeah, he, uh, to be fair. Know, yeah, 79 uh, T-Ball says, Klopp looks fresh, huge positive. He's had a horrific year and it's great to have him back. And it is, yeah. to be fair, he, he looks definitely... But but can I just say, in general, looking at those friendly matches, and, and I'm never one since Klopp's come in. I always get excited with the last friendly game because I always think that's the one that gives us the biggest idea of how fast and everyone is up, right? Um, I think it's great... I think it was great to see the whole squad, and I'm talking about the big players. I'm talking Sadio Mane. That was the that he looks ready to go for the season. Salah looks like he's already in unbelievable form. Does does Bobby was definitely rejuvenated by what's going on? Ox flying around the pitch. I was delighted to see Ox. Now I don't think he's durable. I don't think he he can be relied on over the the, the, the period of time. But the whole lot of them, to even see the performances that Gomez and Van Dijk have managed to put in, given the size of their injuries and coming back. Look at Simicas, looks a different player. I, I think we cannot underestimate the impact. And I know we've laughed and scoffed at this, but a full preseason for the majority of this squad is going to have for what they're going to do. And also the full break. The only worry I have again is, is the African Nations Cup with, with potentially losing Mane and Salah for, for, for a few weeks. I know it's only two games, is it? Yeah, I know, but it's just, it's the, it's the traveling Andy. It's that on top of the, 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 the Christmas schedule. And then you have this thing and then the intensive period and then they come back and you just hope they don't pick up an injury or something because it's like lashing the Euros into the middle of the season where lads are playing games on a Monday and a Wednesday and a Friday and a Sunday. Do you know the way? It's just, it's, it's, that's my only concern. But isn't it great? And I, I, it I have to say, I have to say, and I just want to, a, a, quick, a quick thing just to close out. Seeing a player like Minamino, now he could, he could be sold tomorrow, he could be loaned out tomorrow, but lads, seeing a player like Minamino last night, he looked like that the way Robertson took a few weeks. Remember that Robertson needed that, that once he took three Robertson. or four months. Once. Yeah. yeah. Half a season. <laughs> Didn't he, Minamino looked a different player yesterday to the one that we'd seen play for us. So the one that was even out on loan with Southampton. And I was delighted. I, I honestly think I said, I said to you yesterday in the group, I said, he just reminds me so much of Benny Young from what, yeah. what I saw on the pitch there. He just reminds me so much of Benny Young. Anyone like that, that's really impressed you, Ron, before the, season kicks off <laughs> well I mean you know I'm thinking about the whole Simica situation in, in some ways I'd like this scenario now probably is perfect in that he just slots in as the as the left back to start the season as opposed to coming in and trying to you know prove himself you know maybe 
eight, ten games into a season when the team may be already sort of in a, in a particular position. I think this is great for him. I, I was really impressed with him yesterday. I mean, like... It, you know, he obviously knew, he, he, you know, off the back of Robertson's injury that he's got an opportunity and he just, he looked like a man who realises that this is like a, a massive thing that he needs to grasp, you know, with both hands. Um, so Simicus, I think, is going to do a great job. I think it'll do him the world of good. Obviously, we, we expect Robbo to come back for six games in, whatever it is, but at least... Um, we have then a player who's got his confidence back up because it must have been shot to pieces after what after what went on uh, last season. Um, Bobby looks sharp. You know he's had he's had a bit of a break. He's had a bit of a mental break. He's 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 obviously um, one who loves the the crowds. Was said so many times on this podcast. I just like I just think um, quickly on the transfers. You know, a lot of people will, a lot of people be losing the shit over the next couple of weeks about, you know, lack of signings. I'm completely happy with us going to war with this squad now. I'm I'm as comfortable with a squad as I've been in a long time, um, knowing that if we have to have players come in for a few games, that that, that they're more than capable of doing a job. And um, and I, I, I can see as. I can see us going very close to winning this league, if not winning it next season. P. Yeah, I, I think to be honest, um, totally agree with Ray. I think anybody that comes in, they shouldn't expect to be anywhere near the eleven for a while. And um, so I don't care who comes in. To be honest with you, I look at Kanati, and I see a player who, when that boy opens his stride to run, just get out of his way. He he looks like, but as well as having that awesome presence he can pass a ball my Jesus he understands the weight of a football I didn't expect that I didn't think he had that in his locker Um, uh, you know as well as the there's a lot of players that you'll see in your life or that you've played against even that are big but don't understand the size of their own body so they don't win headers they don't outpower people they're just big he seems to have a complete understanding of his own body at 21 which is very unusual Um. I seen him come out of the fence a couple of times last night and it was literally you could see lads kinda of going, Yeah, I'm not standing in the way of that. And then as I said, his range of passes is excellent. I think some of the youngflas very impressed with the youngflit um that kind of knocked on the door a couple of years ago, Woodbourne, I thought he looks to me like he has he has more football in his legs than than he did the last time we saw him. I think it's a bit of a stretch to expect him anything out of him. Um, but a couple of the really young kids, I think done well, young Gordon. Looks a player. I mean, as soon as he learns his awareness and positioning, he's going to be a player because he doesn't. I don't think he, his spatial awareness is not that great. Doesn't seem to. He's not great with the old offside. He just needs to learn that that little bit. My, my God, what an athlete! Um, it's nice to see Matip involved. To be honest with you, I won't say that. And, and he who who shouldn't we shall not name who we've written off for the last. This will be his fourth season. Even he looks like he can contribute. Uh, and he has, in fairness, he's played three or four preseason games in a row. Usually, his knee is torn to Weedabix by by game <laughs> one point five. Um, and Bobby, like I said, I always think Bob, Bobby reminds me of Freddie Mercury. You know, I, I'd say he's the worst rehearser in the world. He can't rehearse, but, but when the people come in, he's just he's just there. To be honest with you, people, I, I laugh at people having a go with him. He doesn't do this. He doesn't do that. 
But <laughs> my God, he he was just untouchable, untouchable last night. You know, uh, long may I continue. I don't care who comes in. Who doesn't. Yeah, I really. Don't okay, care. okay. Look, for the first time and the only time this season, just for We're a bit of nostalgia, because we did, we did about teletext and, and CFAX and the whole lot. Predictions for the weekend, Ray Dicko. Predictions. Give me, give me. Do we beat Norwich? And uh, if so, what's the score? Who scores? Comfortably four nil. Um, four nil. I think. Um, We'll see uh, Salah get a couple, uh, Mane, and um, possibly, possibly uh, Bobby. It'd be interesting who he who he goes with. You know, obviously, you you would expect that he wouldn't play um, Jota as well as the other three lads, but maybe he'll surprise us. I don't know. Peace. Yeah, I think three nothing. Uh, Norwich will do their usual. They'll come and try and play football, which I never understand why. It's, it's away. It's away. Uh, yeah. It's away. No, but they, as I said, it doesn't matter. We could play them on the moon and we'd still beat them three or four nil. <laughs> you know. So, so for me, we win three. We, we win three nil. Um, and I think Salah again. The, everyone forgets that he's just the most lethal weapon we have. Two for Salah, one for Mane. Three nil, comfortable. Andrew, yeah, um, I think we can see it. I don't think you know, especially at the start of the season, you, you not see things be a bit frantic. So I think we can see it. Um, I don't think we'll see a really rock solid Liverpool for a while, especially until Van Dijk really finds himself again. Um, Robertson will be a miss as good as Simicast has been in pre season. So I think we we'll probably can see it, but I'm going to go for five uh, two to Liverpool. Five <laughs> two. You don't miss people. You don't miss people against Norwich City. Listen, no, I, I think we're gonna yeah. we're gonna see a Liverpool that is gonna be a bit more enjoyable to watch this season. New approach, mm-hmm. uh, hungry, uh, a bit of a delay from last season. Well, the way we should have been. Um, so the the players have a lot, uh, not a lot to prove. Is probably the wrong word, but they'll want to prove things. You know, um, speak up. You know. Ray is saying that we'll run the league close. I think we'll win the league. You know, City have spent a hundred million there in Grealish, but they've you know they've lost players like Aguero, and I think Bernardo, who's kind of fallen off a cliff in the last season or two, was more effective than Grealish will be for them. Um, yeah, players won out. Players won out, Andy. The, the, you know what we're seeing there is almost the opposite of I think what we're getting at, at, at Liverpool now. Like we, we, we're talking about. Our squad, you know, the harmony that's within the squad. I think City. I, I think that. I think Pep's hanging on, like, you know, yeah. By right. yeah Champions League final defeat. Yeah, is a bigger deal than anybody realizes for them. Mm. I think that's yeah. scares me. I mean, they okay. won the league last year to you know an empty stadium all season and like you know without being challenged. No, you know, they didn't look like they were enjoying themselves. It wasn't a really, really impressive city that people are going to be talking about. And I think Pep is on the verge of a meltdown. You know, he was only he was only pressed a simple question about the money they paid for Grealish, and yeah. they're already snapping. Like, yeah. So, um, with a with a good form, Klopp, that's where the edge is. You're probably going to see Chelsea being good this season. You know, because they they showed signs of it last year's of a full season with their manager now, and um, but uh, 
no, this is this is our season now again, in my opinion. Okay, we 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 won I think four two against them the last time we won the league um, in the opening day of the season. So I well, hopefully won't. No, Pukey scored two towards oh, the two yeah, yeah, yeah. um, went on a bit of a run. Yeah, yeah. So I look, I I'm hopeful uh, that we we get the win as we'd like to see uh, the thing. I think it'll be tighter, probably a two-one in, in my opinion. It's away from home; they won't overcommit themselves. I think they're struggling with injuries and probably just stack the box and hope to try play us in the break. They might get well. I think we might go two and up, and then they get one back towards the end, and it just oh, gives wow. us that. That little bacon slicer bum um, to to go towards the end of the game, uh, but just getting the three points is, is is the main thing. I'm delighted to see the fraud has been cut out again in terms of his his thing. He's spending five hundred billion euros on a team, and people still think he's the best manager to ever live. Uh, my whole, um, it's it's a bit like Messi going going to PSG. What's the point? He should have gone to Napoli or something like that and actually done something with his career as opposed Look, to just gone to the best, best team. Best in managers league. in the world don't spend a hundred million on Grealish just like that. It's yep. it's just a power play. It's just everybody who's yep. talking about Grealish will go and buy him for a hundred million. For that hundred million, he probably could have got three quality players. I know Klopp would have done that. I look and and that's it. So look, it's it's wins all around for the four of us. Even though Pete's uh, obviously he's taking the power card out again from the realm, so he's he, he's headed off there a bit early. He's he's, he's clocked out a bit early. To, to there, the uh, there's loads of people asking about the fancy football code in the. Uh, in the comments, we're going to have to get whoever it was, Steve, or was it that set up the the master one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I know that's not being launched again. I, I see there is a small group, but um, whoever I think it was Steve, I might have been. So we'll we'll get I'll, on that. I'll ask we'll him, share, yeah, we'll share the call. Yeah, I'll, I'll have a chat to him. He's away at the moment, so I'll see if we have the code in, t- in terms of what it is. Uh, right, so that has been the forum. Thank you all for listening along as we mm-hmm. went through the world of Nike, moving swiftly on to um, social media. We never got to show the wardrobe graphic. I was very disappointed with that because I wanted to see where you wanted to go with the wardrobes. Um, we then <laughs> moved along to facts and Nostalgia and ro- rounded up with Ron Dicko taking a shotgun to the queues in Anfield uh, because he's not, gonna, <laughs> he's, not, he's not queuing up, especially when he's going to miss out on the sausage dinner. Up. He's not <laughs> when he's missing out on the sausage yeah. dinner. Uh, before I go tonight, I just want to remind us all about the 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 steps for Sienna. Uh, the link has been there along the bottom. Please, if you can donate, what you can. We want to fill out Anfield. We want to get that girl her operation because there's a slough for now in November and 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 the, it's going well. I think they've sixty five thousand of the hundred twenty thousand they need to, to get done. So let's get there. Let's get us over the line. Um, I want you all to remember before you go tonight. Um, when when you're going off contemplating how much you can donate, remember that that in America. One in ten Americans reckon they can fist fight a lion to death and an elephant and a bear, right? Like this is just mad stuff, mad stuff. I'm, I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight thinking about it. So, um, that's been the forum. I've been your host, Phil Casey. Pete was, believe me, here he's gone now. Um, and he's three guests number three. This is like the reverse. Whereas, look, I can't even have the pan go this way. There's Andy Young. There's the finger. There's Andy Young there, and below me there. Is Ray Ron Dicko Dixon? Um, <laughs> <laughs> there's loads of shows. Jamie, Jamie is back um, at some stage when he's out of the gym with the missus. And um, no, it's my it is. And uh, then there's more stuff on Thursday and Friday. And then we'll have the pre match and the post match show the lads are doing off the, the Red Sea cop, the Red Sea podcast that, that are doing for us. They're doing a great job as well. And um, that's been the show. Thanks all for listening. Thanks all for the chats. Talk to us next week. Gav, play us out there. Quick. <laughs> remember, we're, remember, you can still hear us here, Andy. Sports.
Sports Social Podcast Network.